Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here, and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting here with David Meltzer. David, how are you? Amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. This is going to be an incredible day with these topics we were talking about. So uh, it's right on my alley. I love it. Absolutely. I know, I know it is. And I know that we're going to elevate really to the next level. We're going to raise the bar. And I want to welcome Elevate Nation back because it's time to do that. It's, you know, our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And this is where we're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about habits, routines, tactics, systems, and so much more from an individual like David, who has really elevated and, and continues to elevate to a life without limits so that you, the listener, the viewer can do the same or even more for yourself. And, you know, this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. If you appreciate what we're doing, we'd certainly be grateful if you subscribe to the show, if you give us a rating, a review. It certainly helps us because our goal is to reach millions of people with this message that you don't have to live a life that you just tolerate. You can actually live a life of fulfillment. You can live a life of joy, of happiness, uh, of unlimited abundance. And I know that David is all about that. I can see his life, his face lighting up when I talk about joy and abundance and unlimited adventure. And so, David, I want to welcome you to the show. I do have a bio here for you. Uh, but I'd love for you if you just tell the listeners if they've been living under a rock, maybe a little bit about yourself. Hey, sure. Um, you know, I've been blessed uh, to have such an extraordinary career. My career is based upon the currency of money uh, and a lot of real estate in there as well, because real estate to me is so interesting because our country is based on protecting the landowner. Uh, so I'm a lawyer uh, by trade. I ended up being a salesperson out of law school, though. But my mom made me go to law school and take the bar. She always said, doctor, lawyer, failure. But money has always been the currency, the object of energy that I put into the flow to get things. So my relationship to that money has always been essential. I wanted to be rich to buy my mom a house and a car. And then I wanted to be rich to have people respect me, acknowledge me. Always in everything I did was reaffirmed that money buys happiness and love. And you were talking about fulfillment. So I grew up in... A world of not enough, a single mom with six kids, she worked two jobs, packed her dinner in a paper bag, filled up turnstiles with greeting cards, the 7-Eleven after she was a second grade teacher. And for me, you know, very scarce world, no matter what I had, it was never enough. And then I moved to be a millionaire nine months out of law school, and I lived in the world of just enough. And that's where that relationship with money changed to buying things I didn't need to impress people I didn't like, acknowledgement, recognition, trading, I, you know, I had a great philosophy in life. I was always happy. I just gave to get though. You know, I always, the more that I give, the more I get. So I always had an expectation, a judgment, a condition to everything I did. Always involved in real estate. Uh, even as a sales guy, I had a system to make money where I was buying one property a year, reverse engineering it. So I got a rental property broker to find me where the hottest market. So I'd say, hey, I want to rent a property where nobody else can get one. Then I'd figure out where to buy. And then I get a whole system of just breaking even, but one property a year after 15 years, the first one would be fully owned. I then would take out the money tax free. So I had a whole system, but things went too well. And I became a multimillionaire, uh, 95 hit. And my company that I worked for sold for $3.4 billion 
was publishing. I sold legal research online. So I then went to the uh, Silicon Valley, raised hundreds of millions of dollars, expanding my real estate portfolio, uh, and then uh, running the world's first smartphone. So back then they were called convergence devices. So I was the CEO of the world's first smartphone. Met Lee Steinberg. Always, I owned a golf course, Ski Mountain, 33 properties, always involved in commercial residential real estate. Uh, the math of real estate, besides the law, I like because I knew one thing that I could buy low and sell high. So all I had to do was find an expert uh, in an area and then say, hey, man, tell me when to, it's oversold. And I'd go buy because I had money. So I didn't have to worry about the financing side of things. Ironically, that was my downfall because not only uh, did I not understand the mentorship side of things? I picked the wrong mentor, someone in condo conversions uh, that had less than good intentions. But my ego was in the way because money bought happiness and love. And by taking away people's money and punishing them with money, it was always revolving around that. I didn't understand uh, the concept of faith. And faith to me, in 2006, two years before I lost everything, over $100 million, mostly in real estate, uh, in 2006, I learned about faith. Uh, I learned about taking stock in my values, personal experiential giving and receiving values, started living my life with gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration. And we talk about mindset and real estate. Uh, I was able to shift that paradigm. I now receive in order to give. Uh, still a huge fan of real estate and the math. I just use a different approach of humility uh, for that. And I think even today, you know, talk about mindset. People ask me, what are you doing? I said, man, I'm asking all of the experts I know for 30, 40 years that have been sitting in different areas with different properties and different spaces. Call me when it's oversold <laughs> and I'm going to buy. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I love that. And, and there's so much there. I mean, there's so much wisdom there. And what, some of the, you know, interesting nuggets of wisdom that I learned from what you just mentioned was how you kind of came from having not enough or maybe a feeling of not enough, then to getting, getting to a place where it was just enough. And, you know, it was more so, hey, I want to show other people that I've actually made it when maybe you know, there was a lack of humility there and you've continued to grow through that. So talk to me about, you know, your growth of your mindset around wealth and about, you know, money. Well, I ended up being the CEO of the most notable sports agency in the world. In 2006, when I had my quantum shift, I was CEO of Lee Steinberg, Sports and Entertainment. Most people know Lee from the movie Jerry Maguire. Warren Moon, the Hall of Fame quarterback, was my business partner. In fact, we later on started Sports One Marketing, one of the leading sponsorship hospitality and media companies and sports. Uh, but for me, my ego was weighing my way. I was surrounding myself with the wrong people, the wrong ideas. And I believe that I lived in this world of just enough. When two years before I lost everything, my wife told me that I was lost. Uh, I had come home from the Grammy Awards with Little John the Rapper and I was intoxicated and partying all night and I lied to her. And literally she told me she was gonna leave me and she was the first person really to stand up for, to me and told me to take stock in who I was and what I wanted to become. And that's where that paradigm shift happened. I actually was going to get divorced and I looked over in my closet and I saw a jacket that my dad had given me on my 30th birthday years before. And I got mad at him for giving it to me because he had torn out all the insides, the pockets. And I got so mad at him, like, why are you punishing me? You haven't given me a birthday present in 20 years. I had a terrible relationship with him. He had left when I was five, forgot my birthday, and lied to me when I was 10. I had nothing to do with him. And here, that jacket saved my life. 
because when I was thinking about getting divorced and blame, shame, and justification, that jacket taught me a lesson. It taught me that money doesn't buy happiness and love, that you can't take anything with you when you're gone, and that I was going to be buried in that jacket. Just like my dad said, I was just like him, a liar, a cheater, manipulator, overseller, back-end seller. Changed my entire life and my mindset. I was now living in a world of more than enough. I decided that I would receive so I could give. Not a trade, no judgments, no conditions, no, no expectations at all, but simply I was gonna receive everything in my life because there was more than enough of everything for everyone and allow it to come through me with appreciation, gratitude and the value I could provide and give it away, give my life away to others. And once I lived in that world, everything started to make sense. Everything started to come my way. I lived by a mission of empowering over a billion people to be happy by giving my life away, by empowering a thousand people like you, Tyler, to empower a thousand people, to empower a thousand people to be happy. And I believe happiness is derived by two things. One, the enjoyment of the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of your potential and my potential lies within making a lot of money to help a lot of people so i have a lot of fun or happiness in my life are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life your business your real estate portfolio your cash flow your deal opportunities your access to opportunities your network this year well if that's you then i invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because I'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and really, you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. I love it so much. And it really speaks to my soul. And I can feel that you come with such a giving energy. And you know, it, what I what I do derive from a lot of what you say and what you, you know, really live in terms of how you lead your own life is that you command your mind, you, you owned your mindset. So talk to me, how do you do that? How do you go to from reactive state to a proactive commandment of your own mind? So I got five commandments of that commandment. And <laughs> And, and it, they're very pragmatic and hopefully everyone will grab a pen or their pad and, and notate this and, or watch the replay. Number one, you have to take inventory of your values. Every day, take inventory of your personal, experiential, giving and receiving values and don't be afraid to be a hypocrite. If you change your values, that's a good thing. That means you're learning and life is about lessons and lessons will keep on coming till you learn it. If you're learning, you're accelerating and growing. And as you know, in real estate, compound your real estate, you're going to be very wealthy. You compound your life, you're going to be very fulfilled and live in that world of more than enough. So every day, take inventory of your values. Two, learn to ask and attract. What does that mean? Learn to ask how you can be of service or of value, but also learn to attract help. Live your life in humility. Ask people one simple question. If you're gonna write a question to ask people, it's simply, do you know somebody that can help me? It's the all-inclusive question that creates a flow. It combines or blends faith with currency of money. Both currencies are in play. When you ask someone for help, 
uh, you're actually creating a blend between the currency of money and faith. And most people don't ask for help. It's mathematically proven that asking for help is the best thing you can do. Even at the Home Depot, there's four checkouts, right? There's consumer, garden, contractor, and self-checkout. Self-checkout sells three times as many warranties as the other three checkouts combined simply because a stupid machine asks, right? It says, you want to buy it? And people just don't ask because they have no humility. They're too afraid to ask. So the second you know, rule of make sure you ask and attract is essential. Third, be a student. Be more interested than interesting of your calendar. Studying means this. It's a mathematical equation of luck. So studying is the mathematical equation of luck. What you pay attention to and give intention to, what you think, say, do, believe, and know your personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions. Attention plus intention equals coincidence. Coincidences are a mathematical occurrence of two angles coinciding at the perfect place at the perfect time to get what you want. People call that luck. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of luck out there to be had if you study your calendar. So study what you have planned every day. Study what you don't have planned, the white space, the blank space, and study sleep. Sleep is the only time, it's the only habit that we all share, eight hours a day, the number one habit that you have that nobody pays any attention to. Most people don't give any intention to it, and yet they expect all the coincidences or luck from their sleep. Instead, they live the myth of Sisyphus, where they roll a boulder up the hill all day long just to have it roll down when they go to sleep to wake up with the boulder at the bottom of the hill. If you study sleep, pay attention to and give intention to your sleep, You'll plateau and grow every day, accelerate and grow, get the compound interest in life of living in the world of more than enough, not just enough, or not enough. It's really simple. Most people don't study sleep. The fourth one, the easiest one, is really fun. Um, It's called do it now. The difference between successful people and people that don't get what they want are people that get stuff done and get our head in life. So 100, it's only math that I know true. 99% of all statistics are made up. That's the only statistic that I believe. The 1% statistic that I believe to be true is that, well, there's two actually. 100% of all things you do now get done. Guaranteed. 100% of all things, also 100% of all short putts don't go in. Those are true, two of the statistics I know to be true. Anyway, If you get stuff done, you're exponentially more successful. You save at minimum, when you do something now, at minimum you save twice as much time because you don't have to remember to do it. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, what do we do if we can't do it now? Then you put it in your calendar and you study it the next day according to your values to prioritize what's most important to you, not what's most urgent or important to other people, but what's most important to you. And then you effectuate doing those. So you're creating statistical success for the compound interest of living in the world of more than enough. And then finally, most importantly, what this interview is about and why I was so excited to get on with you, Tyler, here, practice ending fear. Talk about a mindset, right? So the idea of practicing ending fear is this. One, learn what you're afraid of, meaning learn the secondary fears as well. So I know this is true about me. Here's my fears. The need to be right. I've wasted time, emotion, and energy with a need to be right. I lost over $100 million, by the way, because of my need to be right. Need to be offended. Need to be separate. Need to be inferior. Need to be superior. 
need to be guilty, need to be resentful, need to be angry, frustrated, worry. I know those are my fears. So what I started to do is said, you know what? I'm not gonna live my life with my thermostat being my bank account. No longer am I gonna care and define myself by my bank account. I'm gonna define myself by how I feel. Now my bank account's an ingredient in the mercury of how I feel. If I make a lot of money, I feel good. If I shop for the right things, I feel even better. If I shop for the wrong things to impress people or things I don't need, I feel bad. So my thermostat, which still contains an importance of money because it allows me to shop for the right things, my thermostat's how I feel. So I need to identify like a ferocious Buddha practicing ending fear. Number one, know what fear is. I haven't clearly defined. Two, I'm a ferocious Buddha. When I feel that way, I stop. I stop. You know how hard it is to stop when you're angry? If any of you guys have a girlfriend or any of you girls have a boyfriend, go ahead, start when you're in the heat of being angry at them. <laughs> it's hard. And I've learned to stop. And then, like a Buddha, you drop to center, to neutral, to where you can clearly understand and be more interested than interesting. You can assess your values and align them with the way that you feel in order to what? Be ferocious again to implement the law of Goya, the law of getting off your ass, and ferociously move in the right trajectory to what you want according to the values and the plan of the day from taking inventory of your values, asking and attracting, being a student of your calendar and doing it now. It's really clear what you wanted in your day, right? We want to plateau and grow, get the compound interest for the world of more than enough. And we're able to do that if we're ferocious and a Buddha at the same time. And so you got to practice ending fear. If I could share a quick story, Tyler, because this Please. story changed my life. And it has nothing to do with real estate or business, but it, you'll, it'll apply to it and give everybody a real uh, example of how you change your life. I have a routine, because you wanted to talk about routines. So I believe in two routines, everyone. One is when everything's normal. So my normal routine is I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. I meditate for 20 minutes. I find my highest frequency so I have a baseline to know when I don't feel at my best. So I know when to stop, drop, and roll. I then take 10 minutes to get ready and then I work out for an hour. At 5.30, I get home and from 5.30 to 6.30, I study. I pay attention and give attention to the coincidences of the day, including my calendar and many other things. But then at 6.30 to 7.30, I turn everything off and spend time with my family, breakfast, lunch, make lunches, do the normal stuff. 7.30 to 8 o'clock, I do executive coaching. 8 o'clock, I implement the, the execution of the calendar that I study. At 4.45, I do more executive coaching calls. At 5.30, I turn everything off till 7.30. 7.30, I study again, including my calendar, till 9 o'clock. And then nine o'clock, I have a wind down routine so that I make sure that I pass out. I don't fall asleep. I run out of energy before 11 o'clock. So somewhere between nine and 11, I pass out. That gives me that myth of Sisyphus, right? I'm plateauing and growing. I now have a whole routine. The other routine is when things aren't normal. So adaptable routine is I spend a minimum of an hour a day on my health first, no matter what. 30 minutes with my wife, minimum. 30 minutes with my 10-year-old son, minimum. Two minutes, minimum, with my three teenage daughters. They asked for five. I gave them two. And then one minute, minimum, of my, with my mom. My mom asked for five hours. I gave her one minute. So I'm worse <laughs> with my kids. Uh, but, and just as a parenting tip and a child tip, 
there's only four things your parent wants to know. You want to change your relationship with your parents, which will change your life. Tell your parents every day or text them or email them that you are happy, that you are healthy, that you love them and appreciate them. Your relationship will change immediately. Now, here's my story real quick. This will change everyone's life. It'll be worth it. Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> You're amazing. Keep going. All right. I woke up at four, perfect, found my highest frequency through meditation, felt amazing, got ready. I walk outside on a Saturday ready to go to the gym, the old days pre-COVID. And uh, I walk outside and my 17-year-old daughter's car is missing. Now, I get pissed, <laughs> right? And I'm like dialing and I'm about to say, where the F are you? Where the F <laughs> is your car? Right? I'm about to scream at her take away her car, take away her phone. I am beyond myself. And for the first time in one of those rages, I identify fear. Mm. I'd identify anger as fear. And I say, whoa, 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 stop, stop, don't call. And I was like literally on the ninth number, right? I was almost there. And I stopped and I started to breathe. I straightened my spine. I was close enough to that highest frequency from meditating a few minutes earlier. I got back to center. And I asked myself, why are you so mad? And I said, I'm not mad. I'm afraid. I'm afraid something has happened to one of the most important people in my entire life that I'm responsible for. Hmm. And then I said to myself, then move in the right direction. If, you're, if you care that much, th th then let's not create, accelerate the wrong thing. So I called in a place that I was previous while I was meditating in peace. And I called and my daughter answered. I woke her up. I said, where are you? I'm in my bed. Oh, where's your car? Oh, daddy, it's at the grocery store. You told me when kids were drinking that I should Uber home and leave my car. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. I'm sorry for waking you. She said, I love you, daddy. I said, I love you. Now, if that's not good enough, Think about what would have happened. Number one, I would have called her and said, where the F are you? And she would have said, I'm asleep. What do you mean? I'm at home. Where's your car? Well, kids were drinking and you told me to Uber home when kids, you were drinking. I'm going to take your car. I'm going to take your phone. Don't, dad, you told me, I don't care what I told you. You've lost, you. And then she would have said F you and hung up on me. Yeah. That's not bad enough. And this happens in business and in life every day. Yes. Here's, here's what made it so interesting to me finally, is beyond that, which already has destroyed the trust and bond of one of the most important relationships, the next time kids are drinking, my daughter would decide, maybe I should get in that car so daddy's not disappointed in me. Right. Maybe I should get in that car so I don't lose my car or my phone. And then my life could change, her life could change, or even worse, Somebody we don't even know's life could change. All why? Because I accelerated through fear, separation, interference, corrosion to what I wanted. Instead, I stopped, dropped, and rolled. And I got an extreme result in a bad situation. Right? And it was all I was giving meaning to what I see. And that's the mindset that we have to know. You have to take these five steps and you will always move and accelerate in the right direction and your life, not just in the present will change and you'll see the results, but all the things you don't think about, the subtleties of success and why people say, why is Dave Meltzer so lucky all the time? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you why, because I pay attention to and give attention to the coincidences that I want by 
taking inventory of my values, asking and attracting, being a student in my calendar, doing it now, and most importantly, I'm on the lifetime journey to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential by practicing ending fear. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner, Brian Flaherty, where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. Mic drop, my man. Oh my goodness, there's so much power there. And it's such an important shift for people to realize when you're angry, you know, there's some fear there. Perhaps there's fear and emotion. So how can we take a step back and observe and, you know, take a deep breath? and be a little bit more mindful and how can the compound effect of those decisions really compound, you know, on the circumstances of your life, the circumstances of your business, your relationship and, and so on and so forth and how you're impacting others. So David, that is absolutely profound. I really appreciate you sharing that. I'd love to transition into our rapid fire section. I call it the rare air questionnaire. You know, we're elevating to a life without limits. We're scaling that mountaintop. We're raising the bar. We're, we're expanding our limits. We're pushing our limits. We're pushing our discomfort, uh, our comfort zone, and we're realizing, you know what? We're going to continue to go here. And I know that I know that you're with me on this journey. So, I'd love to know uh, just a few things. If you had to point to, you know, two or three of the most impactful books that you've read along your journey, what would those be? Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, Wayne Dyer, Power of Intention, and then a Way Out Way book is The Course in Miracles, which I read every day. I love it. I love it. And I know you're feeding your mind on a daily basis. So I can, uh, I was really excited to ask you that question because there's so much, uh, there's so much going on there. There's so much intention. There's so much intention from the attention that you've placed into your own learning. So I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, talk to me about, you know, you do so many things in terms of elevating your own life on a daily basis, but beside what we've already talked about so far, what would you say is the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? I think the ask and attract side uh, elevates my life of asking everyone how I can be of service or value, but also asking for help. You know, just that golden question of, hey, do you know anyone that can help me? Just like I always ask on these interviews, hey, do you know anyone that can help me? I do a training for free to my mission to empower others, to empower others. So please help me invite everybody every Friday at 11 a.m. to come to my training. I ask and ask, and I'm like that Home Depot self-checkout. I'm getting <laughs> great results compared to other people because that humility has changed my life. That's an amazing reminder for all of us to just ask, you know, what do you have to lose? And if you're, if you're leading with a giving intention, you know, you can serve someone else. It gives you an opportunity to serve someone else if you ask. So I appreciate that, that reminder for myself and all of our listeners. What's the biggest way that you elevate others around you outside of what we've already talked about today, David? Yeah. So my philosophy of elevation is to teach four core values. So for me, it's just, making things simple about gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration. So if I can teach those four things within the context of my business, my partnerships, my family, I'm consistently going back to, hey, what will we do with a grateful perspective? Let's find the light, the love, and the lessons in what we're doing. Forgiveness. You can't give what you don't have. You have to have peace in your life. Forgive yourself. You don't have to forgive other people because they deserve it. Forgive them so you deserve it. Forgive yourself. Accountability. I remind people, what did you do to attract it to yourself? And what are you supposed to learn from it? Inspiration. Knowing that pain is just an indicator. It's a turn signal to push you in the right direction for a lesson that you're supposed to learn. 
Pain is just an indicator, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, financial pain, just an indicator that you have a lesson to learn and you should get excited about enjoying the consistent, persistent pursuit of the potential of learning that lesson. The lessons will keep on coming until you learn them. You're gonna forget every lesson you've ever learned. I forget every lesson every day. It's how quickly can I access those lessons and even learn ones that I haven't learned before. Wow. Wow. David, you're a, you're a beautiful human being. I really, really appreciate you taking time to share so much wisdom with Elevate Nation. Is there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd share uh, before we exit today? Yeah, my simple favorite piece of advice is to be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Kindness, if you want to ask yourself a practice, practice kindness. If anything that arises in your life to say to yourself, what would a kind person do? And if you do that, I promise you will be kind to your future self and you will be doing good deeds. You'll be making room for everything you want in your life. I love that. Uh, I love that. So well said, David. Uh, tell the listeners how they can continue to follow you along and support you in making 1 billion people happy. Over 1 billion people. You got to reach out to me, David Meltzer, on all the you know, handles. dmeltzer.com is my website. Text me, 949 2905 or even email me david at dmeltzer.com i do answer everything myself so please reach out join me fridays every friday 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m eastern for free training we won't sell you anything i promise just empower you to empower others to be happy absolutely david we will uh we'll put links in the show notes here to all of that and i just want to thank you again uh, for being on the show and i want to encourage elevate nation to re-listen to this because there is so much packed gold nuggets of wisdom in this show and and there's really so much to take action on what are your top three takeaways or maybe even your top five hint hint takeaways that you can take away from this show and share with someone else how can you pay it forward how can you help someone else elevate to the next level and you know, listen to the show again, teach it to someone else because the teacher is who learns the most. And most importantly, you've got to take massive action on a consistent basis in your own life and your own business uh, to elevate to a life without limits. And so with that said, uh, David, I just want to thank you again for being on the show. My pleasure. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care. You too. Thanks, Elevate Nation. We'll see you next time. Wow. So I just uh, got off with David Meltzer and I just have to say, I mean, I, I didn't read his bio early on in the show because I wanted to be respectful of his time. He only had 30 minutes and I wanted to squeeze every single ounce of time that we had together. Uh, and as you can see, it was certainly well worth it because we maximized our time to the max. I mean, every single minute there was so much value. So definitely want to re encourage you to re listen to that show. Uh, but, but before I do that, before we exit here, I'll just give you his bio here so you can learn more about David and just get more of a context of who he is. He was the, he is the co-founder of, of sports one marketing and formerly served as CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg sports and entertainment agency, which was the inspiration for the Jerry Maguire movie. So, uh, pretty awesome. They're pretty substantial. He's a three-time international best-selling author, a top two, top 100 business coach, the executive producer of Entrepreneur's number one dig, digital business show, Elevator Pitch, and the host of the Top Entrepreneur podcast, The Playbook, which is awesome. You should check that out. His life's mission, mission is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy, which what an amazing mission. I think we should all be thinking about what is our mission and how big can we go? Let's think bigger than we did before. This simple yet powerful mission has led him on an incredible journey to provide one thing, value. 
as a part of that mission, as he mentioned, uh, for the last 20 years, he's been providing weekly trainings for free to empower others to be happy. So you want to check that out. Of course, we'll put links in the show notes, everything, but I want to give more context, uh, to the man, the myth, the legend, David Meltzer. And I want to thank him again for being on the show. I want to thank Elevate Nation for tuning in. And my goodness, you've got to re-listen to this. I'm telling you, I know I just said it and I keep saying it. This is one of the most powerful discussions I've had. So uh, I just thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your support and looking forward to continuing to, uh, to add the momentum here and elevating to a life without limits. So see you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.